We are back. Big Ugly. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for it. <laughs> We're on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I am the Big Ugly. And we are on location live at the Mansion 2.0. 2.0. You have a mat that says heels at the front door. <laughs> heels oh, and faces, man. Oh, <laughs> where's the faces entrance? Is that the back door? Right, that's the back door. Yeah. Okay. We I, all I heels think it says here. hello, but I just saw it. I was like, heels. I'm thinking this is yeah. this is it, man. This is nice, man. Thanks well, for I having me out. Yeah, thanks for coming out, man. Tell me about this Mansion 2.0. Does uh, it have 27 rooms? Man, we upgrading to 28. 28, 28 rooms in the Mansion 2.0. And 2. seven baths. Seven, seven Seven baths? Are they full baths or half baths? Well, we got... <laughs> you don't even know. I was, right, I was, Have you been in all I was these like, bathrooms? Should I, should I embellish the bathrooms? You could. Yeah. Embellish a so, lot. So we got because it's six fulls and a half. There you go. Okay. That's fantastic. Man, I'm going to visit every single one of these bathrooms before I leave the mansion today. So maybe not. I don't know. Not every one of them. Did you find Chris Burns yet? No, interestingly enough, no, I have not. I, I mean, he's part of the SWO. He's part of Order 66, uh, Jengo, Ren, General Kiesel. You'd actually really like them because there's a Star Wars base uh, theme team in SWO. Oh, you man, I got to come out and see these You got to see you that, got, man. You got me. I got to come out. Order 66. But I have not found Chris Burns yet. I, I, I've heard of him, I've seen, but I don't know where he's at. So he still might be in the mansion. So. <laughs> Jeez. Man, what's going Man, on? Man, so what ugly? is going on in this wrestling world this today? This is a Dirty we're, Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Right. right? We, we are, what, a week uh, away from Survivor Series. Right. So when you're listening to this, we are about six days out from Survivor Series. We're about five days out from NXT War Games. Um, so depending on when you're listening to this, and we kind of wind down at the end of the year. This is what we did in 2016. So we're going to have a lots of guests coming in 2018, lots more interviews, things like that. But we're winding down. But we still here for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Yeah, man. We got to be here for the one of the big four, Survivor Series coming up. Ooh. Yeah. Let me just jump starts right into at, it. Starts uh, at 7, by the way. And the pre-show starts at 5.30, so it's another one of these six hours. Oh, hey, come please. on. Come okay. on. All right, you know. Go ahead. Right, jump right. right in. Let's jump right in. Are you looking forward to Survivor Series as it stands now? I wasn't as much. Okay, me neither. All right, go ahead. <laughs> until maybe a couple weeks ago when the mood of the game changed after they went to Manchester, England. And Raw and SmackDown hailed from, you know, Manchester. Then the game all changed. Let's just jump into that. By the way, uh, we thank our listeners on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Got to put out TuneIn Radio. Got to, man. Put it on. Listen, subscribe, follow. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us who you want to hear. I almost had, and we're going to talk about... Uh, Survivor Series and, Win- and Man- Manchester in a minute. I almost had an interview with Matt Seidel. Evan Bourne, he is reborn. I worked with him in SWO this past nice. week. Nice. Man, it was really cool. He was a really great guy, but he was kind of crunched for time, and he had a 3 a.m. flight to get to, so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him on the podcast. But he appreciates podcasts. He loves pro wrestling and what he does. So Matt Seidel, shout out. He is reborn. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I like that. Re- he is reborn. He I like that. All right, back to what you said, because we went off on a tangent. That's what we do. Man. That's what we're we do. We're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. In the mansion 2.0. 2.0. So if you hear an echo, that is because of the cathedral ceilings in this mansion 2.0. So if you hear an echo, that's why. Yeah. So I apologize. Sorry, but not sorry. No, you ain't sorry. <laughs> it's the mansion 2.0. That's what to, we do. Between us, we got 55 rooms. Right. 
And like 14 or 15 bathrooms. There we go. I'm glad you did the math. <laughs> I wasn't going to try. <laughs> All right. So Survivor Series, are we looking forward to it? Okay. Not until a couple weeks ago. So recently, Manchester, England, Raw, SmackDown. A couple of things changed. Cesaro, Sheamus won the tag team championships from Ambrose and Rollins. So now you've got Cesaro and Sheamus and they're sort of, but not sort of, palling around with The Miz. So if you're watching Raw on the following week, which is tonight actually from you where you and I stand, yes. it's supposed to be Cesaro, Sheamus, and The Miz, all the champions, teaming up against Ambrose, Rollins, and the returning Roman Reigns. So, oh, Reigns is back this Reigns week. Reigns is coming back oh, thank this week. Goodness. Wait, uh, whoa. You said, thank goodness. Hold up. Okay. I, You've I been know, hating. I, I know. And now you're like, thank God. Oh. Did he need to get the mumps to get out of here and come back and be relevant? Okay, so here's the thing. Do it. I have not been a fan, and I was going to ask you this, so I'm glad you brought I have not been a fan of this, let's put other people in the shield while Roman Reigns is out. Kurt Angle, Triple H. I, yeah, I don't like it. To me, you devalue the shield. Listen. Okay. The shield is going to go down as one of the greatest stables in WWE history, all right? Bar none. Thir yeah. 30 years from now, they're going to be inviting these guys back for those, like, legend days, you know, and people are going to be popping to see the shield, okay? Sure. I don't feel like the right move is that if one of those guys go down, you start sticking other people in their gear and sending them out and still saying, hey, this is the shield. Right. I, I, I just feel like you, you don't do that. Like, listen, Reigns goes down. Guess what? It's just Rollins and Ambrose. That's all it is right now. Even though they were building the shield for months and right at the peak of when they're ready to come back, Rollins gets, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Reigns gets sick. Yeah. So but, what do you do? Dump it or drop it? So How do you do it? Here's the thing. I didn't mind it. I get it. But here's the thing. When they put Kurt Angle with the Shield and they said, listen, Angle's going to team up. I'm like, okay, this is great. But guess what? Have Kurt Angle be Kurt Angle and he's joining Ambrose and Rollins from the Shield to take on, you know, the, the guys that they took on. Okay. And instead of him putting on the Shield gear and it's like, oh, he's like, what, an honorary member of the Shield? Like, listen, I get that these guys are faces right now and everything, so, you know, it's a little different probably if they were heels, but I'm still like, it's the Shield, man. There's three guys mm -hmm. that wear that right. and come out to the Shield, and that's Rollins, Ambrose, and Reigns. Okay. Nobody else. Triple H doesn't belong in it. I see your point, and I think we talked about this on the last podcast, how they were just kind of strapped for time, and this is why they did this. But I understand your point. If you're going to have Triple H, have him come out as the game, not as the shield. Right. If you're going to have Kurt Angle, have him come out as the American hero, but not the shield. Exactly. exactly. So when the shield does return tonight, and whenever you're listening to this, does the value of the shield come back because now you've got Roman Reigns, who you just said, thank goodness he's back. Yeah, I think I think it does come back. Um, I think that without Reigns, the Shield hasn't been. It, I, I can tell they've kind of like put them to the back burner just a little bit. Yeah. Um, without Reigns, which I get. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking with Reigns' returns, things are going to start picking back up for them. Um, so I'm excited to see that. And I think they'll regain the value. I don't really feel like they've lost value because of what they were doing with mm -hmm. them. I feel like if it hadn't went on for too long, then it would have. But, you know, because it happened twice and one of them wasn't even televised, I think, right? When right. The, the other H one, Triple H, yeah, was, Triple in H was in the overseas was, yeah. tour or whatever. It was yeah. like a live event. Yes. So, um, 
I don't think it devalued them where it's like people are like, oh, who cares about the shield now? So I, I think they're going to be good. Uh, I'm just excited to see the trio back together. Does Roman get a pop when he returns? More often, more so, does he get a pop at Survivor Series now? Because a lot of people hating on him. A lot of people. Especially before he started coming up in the shield. Then the shield started to get a pop. But Roman still got a little hate. Does, does the hate cease? Listen, here's the hard part. Or now. Let me tell you what's going to happen. People are going to be secretly loving Roman Reigns (laughs) coming back. That's what it's going to be. Because, listen, at this point, Roman Reigns is John Cena. It's fun to boo Roman Reigns, okay? (laughs) He just can't escape it at this point. But in the back of everybody's minds, they're going to be like, yes, Reigns is back. The shield is back. That's what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. I feel you. Now, to capitalize on this part of the conversation, we and by the way, we, re, we usually give you like kind of like what we're doing in segment one, segment two, segment three. We just don't know today. Okay. This is random. This Man, is- This is the holiday season. This is we the holiday. Right. Spreading the love. Spreading the love, being thankful that we're here for a year and a half and we're going to be here even longer. So this is the pre-Thanksgiving episode. There's a whole buffet. There's a whole Thanksgiving buffet on this podcast exactly so uh let's just carve the turkey a little bit uh we got some we got some light meat we got some dark meat i swear to god i didn't even plan to say that but But you and i it fits fits. this is gonna be because the mansion 2.0 is sort of a a gpg you know you're not gonna have kind of like uh what do you call it loge or uh you know what is it jason uh drake and you know they they had some colorful language you're not gonna hear that on this particular episode we love jason drake we love love, uh, uh, miss rizzo we love them all uh, even uh, our buddy, Desert Storm, you know, Ryan S. Behind Gable. the Storm. Right. That's still one of our uh, hottest podcasts. You can check, out, check that out in the archives. Please check out the archives. But I went on a tangent. I am sorry. Um, you was at Dark Meat and White. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great that we can go back to right. that part of the conversation? All right. So when, when SmackDown and Raw meet at Survivor Series, this is what I think is going to happen. This isn't planned as of right now, but this is what I see. I see the shield, complete shield, versus the New Day, three on three. How you like this? I like it. How um, you feel about this? Here's the thing. It, it's always tricky when you're doing two-faced teams. Right. Because I don't know who to cheer for. I mean, I, I, I don't know who to cheer for. Do they, turn, do they take this opportunity to turn New Day heel? I hope not. Because New Day's still getting over his yeah, not, yeah, and I can't, I can't see him doing that. I mean, they're selling merchandise. Lots of merch. Yeah. More merch. Right, yeah. <laughs> I you can't sell see less merch that, so. when you're a heel. I, I do think, either way, even if I don't really know who to cheer for, it'll be a great match. Yeah. It'll be a fun match. I think they would love to do yeah. just SmackDown versus Raw and, you know, the battle. Um, and I think that would be great if they come out with that. I'm so jazzed for that. Now, speaking of tangents... Big Ugly, I want to throw a name out to you. That's it. Paige. Coming back tonight. Spo- yes, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Coming back tonight. All the outlets saying she's coming back and she's going to be part of the Survivor Series tag team with Alicia Fox on Monday Night Raw. Now, Paige, been through a whole lot of stuff. Failed the wellness policy several times. Been through surgery. Been through personal with Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El Patron, whatever you want to call him. Is this a good thing for Paige? Is this a good thing for the WWE? I will say that I do believe Paige hasn't wrestled, um, and it's crazy when I look this up. She hasn't wrestled since I think mid of 2016. Right, isn't that, isn't and, that and insane? It's, and it's crazy how fast this went by. 
And I think in that time, the women's division has passed her by. And what I mean by that Mm. is there was a time when Paige was absent. And if she was absent, you would notice it. Sure. I feel like we've gotten to a point where you don't notice it, nor does it matter. But I do believe that now that she's back, it can only help the division. Okay. Because Paige is a great competitor. I like her character. Um, I... I've always been a fan of Paige, so I'm interested to see her come back. So when I say the division's passed her by, I don't necessarily mean that like she won't fit. Mm-hmm. I just mean that we've gotten to a point where there are enough great women wrestlers right. that you know Paige doesn't have to be there to keep it going. I feel you. But I, I, I'm liking the fact she's coming back. Um, I was hoping that they didn't like release her with all of the controversy and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm excited. For and this. This is rumor and innuendo now, but it could happen. I mean, she had that scandalous video as well that none of us ever saw. Yeah. Um, You know, and to be able to come back after something like that, that would be awesome. I think she's, like she said, she's a character. She can have a great match with anybody. Right. So she could only help. She comes out to a pop, man. You think she's popped? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I don't think anybody ever saw that video, so she's safe. (laughs) <laughs> no, nobody ever saw. No, we don't no, even know. No. I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Like, I don't know what this this video. Huh. Um, so yeah, that, so raw going to be great tonight. I'm sure we're going to watch it. Uh, SmackDown tomorrow, and then everything leading up to Survivor Series this coming weekend. And I'm sure the next show that we do on Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, we are going to break down Survivor Series and NXT War Games in long form. It's going to be great. Hey, Big Ugly, I want to make a shout out right now. To Coke Zero Vanilla. All right? So you're liking that Coke Zero it's, Vanilla? It's not bad. It's a little different. It took me a minute to get used to Coke Zero Sugar because it was Coke Zero. Now it's Coke Zero Sugar, like Zero Sugar. And this doesn't have sugar in it, but it has vanilla-flavored, calorie-free cola with other natural flavors. It's got an interesting tang to it. You know, I, I've tang. had that Coke Zero uh, Sugar now. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't really... I think I need to taste the original Coke Zero with the sugar to like really see the it. difference. Right. Yeah. But um, my man still like it. I, I'm a Coke... And the funny thing is, you know what? You got me turned on to Coke Zero. Because <laughs> you used to always drink Coke Zero. I did. And I used to think to myself, like, dude, there's got to be no difference between Diet Coke and Coke oh, Zero. But, but there, there is. is a huge difference. The most disgusting diet drink of all time is Diet Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) They should be ashamed of themselves. (laughs) And we don't mean to not put over Diet Pepsi or Pepsi, but you know what? You're not paying us, so we're going to throw you under the bus. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I agree with this. Now, I have had caffeine-free Diet Pepsi Zero or whatever the heck it's called. It's actually a combination of all of them. The Diet, the caffeine-free, the Zero. That's not terrible. But regular Diet Pepsi in the silver container? Right. No, it's no good. I can't do it. Yeah, it's no good. Um, so, uh, tangents, but this is what we do. By the way, uh, on SmackDown, we have a new WWE champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Man, did you see that coming? No. As much as they've been pushing gender as unbeatable, and the Singh brothers, and he gets out of everything against everybody... I did not see that coming. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it coming either. It's just like you said, and I don't even think the uh, the India tour didn't even come up, right? No. I def- I was like, there's no way this guy drops the title before 
the India tour. But now he can fight for it, possibly, <clears throat> on that tour, and he can fight, you know, coming up again because he does get rematch, I guess. Yeah. On television, at least. So here's my thing, though. Are they still going forward with the gender Brock Lesnar angle? Because... Good question. Now, on the Raw preview on WWE.com, it does show that now AJ is the champion, Brock is the champion, so theoretically, the match you're going to get is AJ versus Brock at Survivor Mm. Series. Now, I'm intrigued by this. If this happens, now, Brock is a businessman. Brock is not going to kill AJ. (laughs) Brock knows that AJ is money, and these two can make magic together. AJ can sell like Brock is killing him. Um, they can have a fantastic match. It's not going to be a one minute and 31 second squash like last year with Goldberg. Right. By the way, the Goldberg special comes out on WWE Network, WWE 24, soon after Raw closes tonight. So the Goldberg behind the scenes special comes out tonight. That one should be pretty good. I still need to catch up on the uh, Kurt Angle one. That's right? a good one, too. Yeah. So both of them very good. WWE Network, check it out. They so do good with those 24s. I they do. Yeah. I like them. I like the one they did with for the WrestleManias and the, and the Monday after WrestleMania. Yeah. Good stuff, Yeah, they man. did good with those, yeah. So, uh, where does gender fall in all of this? Right now, gender is not a um, part of the equation, but he could be. He does get a rematch clause. I don't see him just laying down and taking it. Um, but why did they do this now? So that's what I was just about to ask you. So to backstage politic a bit, did they lose faith in gender? Because, I mean, they you had already hyped up a gender Mahal-Brock Lesnar match, and then he loses. Right. And now you're going to start hyping up an AJ-Brock match. And you only got a week to do it. Right, and you only got a week. So I'm like, what happened? Like, I... I don't know. I mean, is this politicking? Is this, did gender make somebody angry? Did they just say gender's not getting the steam that we wanted? You know, can we really put gender Mahal, who is not necessarily on Brock Lesnar's level against him at Survivor Series in a main event match, but AJ Styles is on his level. They're both on each other's level, I think. I'm, I'm interested for the, see, for me, it's getting hard to, see what certain competitors can bring to Brock Lesnar. It's like, Brock Lesnar just destroyed, or just beat, I'm not going to say destroyed, he just beat Braun Strowman. And it's like, you know, AJ Styles is half the size of (laughs) Braun Strowman. Right. You know, half the strength of Braun Strowman. What is he going to bring to Brock Lesnar? But I guess he brings a different style. He's he not going to be that brute. He's going to be quicker right. than Lesnar. Much quicker. And it's the it's the Apollo Creed, the shuck and jive, you know, strike right. and move, strike and move, counter and move. And that's what he's going to do. So but I mean, this will be interesting. I would, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I cannot wait. If it does happen with AJ and Brock, and that's the one we're covering in a couple of weeks when we break it down in long form, I'm excited about this. Do, what do you think about, would you like to see Brock, do a match like he used to do in the early 2000s where he like a straight wrestling match not one where he's just not suplexing his way through the match (laughs) um i would like to see it It, i don't know if he's capable of necessary he might be capable of doing it i mean he's an athlete he's he's good i mean at this point i think that's where his character is this is where his storyline is he is the the suplex city you know the striking ufc you know big that that's how they pull him together. I would love to see him 
break out a, a match like that. I yeah. would think it was great. I don't think he's had the opponent to do that recently. You know, the guys he's been facing, you know, Goldberg and, and Braun Strowman, I don't think it's he's had the opponent to do that. But it's true. I would like to see it. And yeah. AJ Styles would be the guy to do it with. That's very true. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about it. If they pull that out at, at Survivor Series and we see that 15, 20-minute, like, wrestling clinic, I'm going to pop for that. I don't care who wins. Yeah. And, you know, because there's no titles on the line. This is just for brand supremacy at this point. Right. Now, let me ask you a question, Big Ugly. This whole thing, this under siege, this Raw versus SmackDown, the only time during the year, as soon as Survivor Series is over, do they just drop this whole thing and just move on to the next? And if they do that, how do they do that? I mean, does that even make sense to build this whole thing and then just ditch it? It doesn't make sense, but I do believe that that's what's going to happen <laughs> because I feel like, it, it, other than that, it, they because I, I think at this point WWE still wants to keep that separation for yeah. the most part. They don't want to start intermingling too much, right. you know, um, and start doing like invasion type stuff. Sure. So I feel like they're going to drop it. Um, it's almost like because of the pay per view, mm-hmm. they got forced into having to make these two intermingle for a couple of weeks to right. build up right the pay per view. But then once it's over, they, they're going to drop it. And it, I mean, it's going to suck because most of it's going to be like, what was this all for? What was the I mean, point? It, you know, it's like when you take the fact that you had the entire SmackDown roster beat down the entire Raw roster on Raw, and we're talking like baby faces sure. beating people down, and then it's just like, oh yeah, all right, shake hands, we're, we're finished now. I enjoyed that, by the way. That, that, that is that one of my segment, favorite man. Raw segments that was, that was in segment. recent history, Under Siege, because yeah. you didn't see it coming, and it gave all these guys a platform to do something, do something fun, do something cool. And it's great. Under Siege. Hashtag Under Siege. I got it written down on my notes here. Under Siege. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, quite honestly, I mean, I feel like I enjoyed it, but they didn't need... Because at this point, it's like we know what's going to happen at Survivor Series. We know it's going to be SmackDown versus Raw. Right. I don't really feel like you need to build so much hype around the tension between the guys because you know you're not really going to pay it off in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to do this one pay-per-view and everybody's just going to go their separate ways and it's like, you know, you could have just been like, hey, we're going to be fighting Raw, blah, 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 and, you know, I, I don't know, but they put in a lot of work. They did. For it. And It'd be a shame to just they, see it all disappear it. Right, like it after Survivor Series. Like, we might see an <laughs> aftermath on the first Raw and first SmackDown after Survivor Series, but after that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it's time for them to do another draw? Uh, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, like a draft or a, uh, a superstar shakeup or whatever you want to call it. I think this would be a great time to do it. Uh, the last time they did it was July of last year when SmackDown Live first came around. So just about a year and a half. Yeah, I think that's the right time. And I think that SmackDown could use some refreshing, like some new... They need some big stars. Like they got AJ Styles, uh, yeah. But even yeah. the rest of and uh, the, even the rest of the roster is kind of like this upper mid card. Like even some of these guys, like Shinsuke, like uh, uh, Shinsuke, Kevin Owens, yeah. and uh, what's what's guy's name, Sami Zayn. Yeah. They're, like you said, they're all upper mid card guys. Not taking anything away from no. them, but they're not they're not top notch guys. I mean, and you know, we we didn't went through this list on you know uh, other podcasts, but it's like. Dude, like, think about the angles that's going on right now on Raw. Mm-hmm. With, you know, think about the the match that we were just talking about, TLC. Right. And, like, SmackDown can't pull off that kind of marquee match where no. you've got The Shield, Kurt Angle, Miz, 
Sheamus Cesaro, Braun Kane, Strowman. Braun Strowman. SmackDown don't have those kind of guys. No, that's like main event across the board. <laughs> exactly. And and that's not even all of their main event players. No. You know, and now it's even to a point where I think Raw has John Cena, right? Or is, or is he still with SmackDown? Didn't he go to Raw like right before he left or was he? I, I don't remember. Can't I remember. Okay. But I do know that John Cena was added to the Survivor Series team, I believe, and he was added yes. to the SmackDown Survivor Series. Okay, so he must still be with as SmackDown. As far as I know. Okay. Now I could be wrong. Don't take me at my word for that. I know he was added to the team, but uh, he's on. He's going to be on Survivor Series. So Survivor Series has a lot of star power. And uh, check this out. We got a call coming into the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast right now, and. This is very interesting. Uh, to the to Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, hello, caller, are you there? Uh, yeah, this is Chris Burns. I'm still stuck in the uh, stuck in the mansion. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. I'm in the mansion 2.0 right now with Big Ugly. We're, we're right here. You're still stuck in the mansion? Yeah, uh, yeah. I had a call earlier, but the uh, reception sucks in here. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait uh, hold Have on. Have you found a window, Chris? Yeah, so I might want to stay here. So what's up? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, you know, we appreciate you found your way to the mansion. You found your way up to the podcast. We did this podcast, what was this, about a month ago? Big Ugly? Yeah, it's been, it's been probably like two months. You're, you're still stuck? I don't, I'm sorry. I sent security down for you, Chris. How are you even calling? I mean, I, I mean, is this a line from inside? Are you, you're calling from inside the house, apparently. Yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah, no. Sounds kind of creepy, but uh, yeah, still stuck in here. <laughs> well, I mean, creepy. Oh my goodness. How, have you been eating? I mean, are you? What, how are you keeping yourself nutritionalized here? Well, I, did, uh, I think I might have found the kitchen uh, once or twice. But, uh... <laughs> Is it dark? I mean, I do pay for the electrical bills there. Uh, well, I did find. Did, they managed to find a light switch. I mean... <laughs> Man, just can't find the door, Chris. Can't find the door. Well, I mean, hey, we're we're doing a podcast right now, Chris. I mean, would you like to? I gotta. Would you like to hang out for a few minutes? I mean, if if you got nothing else to do, I mean. Well, I might, I might, as, well, might as well hang out since I uh, still have well, I still have reception. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, and you have a battery on your phone. Do you carry around an AC ch- a jar a chapter with you or something like that? Uh, I did manage to find one somewhere in the mansion. I actually. <laughs> I, I want me to get that back to you next time I see you. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I hope you do see me. I hope we find you. I mean, when I come home, I'm going to send out the search party again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to. I, I'm sorry, Chris. Hey, we were just talking about, uh, actually, SWO. We were doing the indie wrestling roundup. I was talking about Order 66. I was talking about Django Ren and uh, General uh, Kiesel. Oh, uh, yes. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, this is kind of a Star Wars dark side themed, uh, you know, SWO has been happening. I thought I thought I caught a glimpse of you at SWO. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you were still stuck in the mansion. But uh, yeah, I think I'm still stuck. Man, well, tell tell us about Order sixty six. Well, for the Star Wars, well, for the Star Wars fans, um, well, the di- well, diehard Star Wars fans uh, would know that Order sixty six was the order that was given to kill all the Jedi. And 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 SWO originally started with uh, with Kiesel and uh, Django, mm-hmm. and and uh, I think it was uh, one show uh, one show in Redline. Uh, I actually ended up teaming up with Kiesel, and then we ended up uh, and we all hit, uh, hit it up, and and uh, three of us ended up getting together, and and thankfully uh, Emperor Supreme ended up joining with us. Right. And, as as been working out ever since. 
Man, yeah, and that's a powerful force. I mean, you hear that, uh, welcome to the dark side. I mean, it's, it's a pretty intimidating even theme music when you guys come out. And uh, I, I hope to see you back there with them. I think SWO's got some shows coming up. December 2nd, Red Lion, December 16th, Seven Valleys, PA. Are you are you going to try to get there, Chris? Oh, I got, oh, I got to get out of Manchester. I got to make my way out of Manchester first, but I'm, I am hoping to make <laughs> hoping to make it. Yeah, and to the SWO... Hopefully get out of the mansion in time to uh, be there in Redline. <laughs> I mean, that's only a couple of weeks away, and we got Thanksgiving coming. I want you to spend Thanksgiving with your family. I mean, uh, yeah, you know... Yeah, I need to do that. You know, I, I've met your wife before, you know, Catherine. She's very nice. I, she's got to be missing you by now. Uh, she texts on me every now and then, make sure I'm still alive. Okay, so you found an AC adapter, because, I, I mean, and you must have an iPhone or an iProduct of some kind, because that's that's the only adapters I got there in the mansion, as far as I know. Apple adapters. Yeah. Okay, good. So you're able to charge your phone. I mean, you haven't tried to call the police or the fire department or anything like that? Uh, uh, oh, what I do, man, is I find a signal. <laughs> He's just finding a signal long enough to call. I mean, you, you called my phone, but I mean, I, I would have definitely came came and let you out, you know, find you today. Can you can you identify anything around you, Chris? Maybe I can find you when I get back to the mansion. Uh, see, well, there, well, there's, the, uh, well, there's a couple of gentlemen of Hispanic heritage. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got uh, plenty of things around. I mean, I uh, hope... Yeah, I try, yeah, try, yeah, try to ask them some directions, but there's a bit of a language barrier there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I under okay. I understand that. Well, you know, I mean, I, I I do not discriminate when it comes to help at the mansion. You know, every everybody, every race, creed, color. Do they you have know? documents? And, 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 and you're creating yeah, you're creating jobs. Yeah, creating jobs. <laughs> That's right. I like it. You know, that our government might not want to do it, but I do. And I mean, you know, Chris, if you end up cleaning something up or you know helping something out at the mansion, finding better ways for reception, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll slip a couple bucks your way. I mean, I got no problem doing it. I appreciate it. Anything that... I hope you do. Uh, uh, Chris, um, how can we find Order 66? Uh, how can we find SWO? You know, tell us uh, social media-wise how we can find these people. Uh, you, can fi well, you can find SWO on the... Uh, I believe they still have still have a website. I believe, I believe it was uh, susqwrestling.com. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm not sure, I believe that's still up and running. Let's 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 have heard differently. No, I believe you're uh, right. But, but uh, SWO, SWO does still have a uh, does have a Facebook. I believe mm -hmm. Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. And that's how you can find SW, find SWO on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if they have Instagram or anything like that because I don't I don't have Instagram. But I know um, uh, I know uh, I know Jenga Ren and uh, General Kiesel. Uh, you can find them. Uh, I believe they're on the. I believe they just have have a uh, personal personal page. Okay. Yeah. Definitely find them. Follow them. Indie Wrestling Roundup. It's great uh, pro wrestling action in Pennsylvania. Uh, all these guys come up and down. I was just saying. Uh, we just had a show with uh, Matt Seidel. Uh, he is reborn. You know, formerly known as Evan Bourne in the WWE. And. Yes. Uh, I didn't. I didn't cross paths with you, but if you if you got to cross paths in SWO, did you get to meet Matt, Matt Seidel? Uh, didn't make, didn't get chance. Didn't get to uh, meet him. Oh man, you're still stuck in a mansion. I, I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I appreciate it, and I'm glad you're finding something to eat and and finding uh, you know restrooms. I hope you're not finding things to eat in the restrooms. I mean, that would be uh, that would be pretty. Yeah, 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 that'd be kind of gross. Yeah, a little bit gross. 
But uh, hey, uh, Chris, uh, I want you to um, you know find a way to call your family. Hopefully, hopefully you get the signal. Hopefully, let them know you're okay, um, and that you're gonna find your way out of the mansion sometime soon. But uh, we appreciate you calling into the podcast. It was a it was a nice surprise. Is there anything you'd like to tell the Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners uh, live? We're in the mansion 2.0, but live from the mansion before you uh, get out of here. Uh, yeah, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Chris, I'm going to look for you when I get back home, but thank you for calling in, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Later. What? <laughs> Chris Burns has surfaced. <laughs> uh, you asked about this <laughs> earlier <laughs> in the podcast. Chris Burns uh, is stuck in the mansion, but he has found a way to communicate when he can find a signal. Um, he's found a couple of light switches. He's found some food. He's found the restroom, uh, but he hasn't found the way out. Yeah, man. I say he's living a life, man. You know, I don't know if I'd ever put him in a cage match or an elimination <laughs> chamber match. I don't think it would be his forte. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Chris Burns, you know, check him out. Uh, you know what? I think that's a good time where we can take a small break uh, and we can regain ourselves. I can have some Coke Zero Vanilla and... Uh, and we can uh, come back to the second part of this podcast where I think we're going to maybe do a little movie, a little TV, a little Netflix review, maybe throw in some uh, other pro wrestling because we got some things to talk about, don't we? Yes, sir. All right. Well, we're going to take it into break. And, and, and thanks, Chris Burns. And uh, I'm, I'm coming home <laughs> and I'll, I'll find you. Get him out. are back on the yeah. di- <laughs> on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast once again my name is dirty mike i'm the big ugly and we heard from chris burns you just mentioned that dude i, I can't believe chris he, he got reception man he I'm, did. I'm happy he's still alive um did i cut him off too early i mean should we have talked to him longer i mean he's been stuck I'm, in a I'm mansion pretty sure he's been, wow. he's been lonely um I mean, he does have a wife. He has a kid. I mean, you know. Yeah. He's all right. He's in a mansion. <laughs> He's in a mansion. I mean, I got I got so many rooms, I'd probably get lost if I didn't know my way around there. But, uh, you know, hey, we appreciate it. And we're in the Mansion 2.0, Big Ugly's new place, the spot. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. This oh, yeah. is excellent. I love it. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Um I tell you, it's been a good. We got Thanksgiving season. Lots to be thankful for. Go back and watch the old Survivor series on Netflix. Uh, I'm not Netflix. Sorry, the WWE.com WWE Network. Uh, go watch them because even some of those earlier Survivor series had them all saying what they were thankful for. All the superstars when they just put them in random matches against each other for no reason. Well, I know Bret Hart wasn't thankful for the Montreal Screwdriver. No, not in '97. <laughs> Definitely not for yeah. sure. But I tell you, like it's '88 or '89, they all came on. Like, you know, Ravishing Rick Rude was said, I'm thankful for having the most ravishing body in the WWE. <laughs> and then Roddy Piper came on right after that and he says, I'm thankful because I ain't Ricky Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Bushwhackers are you know, thankful for eating each other's like hats and their stuffing in their turkey tonight. <laughs> Dusty Rude, what I'm thankful for? My polka dots! <laughs> you know. Go back and watch that, because it is the Thanksgiving season. Are you ready for Thanksgiving, Big Hey, Ugly? man, I'm, I'm super ready, man, to overeat shamelessly and go shopping for Black Friday. And Wait a minute. Isn't that 
what is it called? Uh, not not Black Friday, but was like it called? Black Thursday? No, no. It, they took the word black out of it. What is it called? It's called a Friday. Is it just a holiday Friday? <laughs> well, it became too racially it sensitive. It became too racially sensitive. <laughs> and it's called something else now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. I can't remember. But it, the last time I heard the term, it wasn't Black Friday. <laughs> it was something else. I'm going to have to look up Black Friday because it's called something That's else. Funny. I'm going to throw it in my Google machine. We have to be racially sensitive here because it's dirty oh, and it's man. ugly. But yeah. let me tell you what. Uh, man, I can't remember. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up. Black Friday deals. It, I swear it's called something else. Uh, it's called... Die. Wait, shopping holiday, thanks Cyber Monday. Okay, I remember that one. Yeah, Cyber Monday. Okay, that's around. the one yeah. after that where everybody's shopping online. Yeah. It's the day after Thanksgiving. <clears throat> uh, many non-retail, blah, blah, blah. Traditionally, commercially, day after. All right, I swear to God it was called something else. I believe you. I believe you. I'm still just called Black Friday. I can't remember why... You know, and it's, uh, you know, as soon as I figure it out, I'm going to say it and I'm going to pop it up on the podcast and I'm going to be like, origin, origin of the term. Uh, Yeah. So Abel Corbin, what the, I I didn't know it was this serious. Um, Black Friday is a big deal. Black Friday is a big deal. Confederacy President Lincoln. Okay. Forget it. (laughs) That's too much. (laughs) That's too deep for this podcast. I'm sorry. We went off on a tangent. Hey, welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> the Dirty Ugly Wrestling. I want to throw something out for you. We're going to talk about Thor. I think you saw it recently in yeah, theaters. Man. Yeah, let's talk about my opinion of Thor yeah. Ragnarok, the number one movie in the United States. Right, and I'm going to talk about the number one Netflix series in the United States, Stranger Things Ooh. 2. Uh, I've been watching that. So have you. Yes. Um, and I actually also saw Jigsaw. I saw it a, a week after Halloween. Uh, it's a great movie. If you like the Saw movies, go see it. All I can tell you is there is some gore, uh, but the story is fun. And okay. it makes sense. Man, just go ahead and talk about it because I haven't seen Jigsaw, and I was a fan of the original Saw movies. I was a fan of one through three. Okay. Past three, which is when Jigsaw dies. Physically dies. Physically right. dies, right. I, I was kind of like, okay, they're just stretching it. So... Explain what is Jigsaw this movie about? Is it still a continuation from the last Saw movie, which was like Saw 8? And what's going on? Right. So Saw the final chapter, which was um, you saw John Kramer's work was uh, taken on by one of the police detectives who ended up turning heel. But then it was ultimately... um, Terry Ells, you know, the guy from the first movie, him, Dr. Gordon. He was the one that was taken on going forward, and he was the one doing Jigsaw's work for him, apparently. The whole time, right? (laughs) Yes. So I was wondering myself, where does this movie go? What happens? So it starts off, you know, there's a scene, like a cop shootout scene, it kind of makes no sense, and then a game starts. And then you start the game, and then there's five people, and then a four, three, two. So all the way through this game, there's a cop, and then uh, like the family man cop, and then there's another cop who's like the dirty cop, and then there's like this, uh, you know, this chick who's like the best friend, the S and M chick, but she's the one who's apparently turned on by all the stuff Jigsaw and all these traps and stuff. So it goes through a wicked series of who done it. Like, and they make you believe that everybody in the movie could have done it. 
And then all of a sudden you see John Kramer alive. Oh, dip. Oh. And you wonder what happens. And he's there with the final game, with the final two. And then there's another twist. This is Twisted Pictures, so it's another twist. And you find out how that Jigsaw is alive in this movie. I don't know if I want to spoil it. Do I? I mean, I don't even know if I could explain the whole thing. It's really complicated. But all I can all right, tell so you is... All right, so spoiler alert. Uh, so if you're, if you're still listening, um, you already know now that Jigsaw is alive, so spoiler alert. He's alive that. in the movie. Right. So spoiler alert, uh, Dirty Mike is about to break down for us how he's still alive. If you don't want to listen, I say fast forward about 10 seconds. Don't turn this off. 10 seconds. No, don't turn this off. Yeah, maybe uh, how far? Maybe five, maybe three or five minutes, just to yeah. be short. Fast forward three minutes into the future. There you go. <laughs> you do not leave this podcast. This podcast, yeah. right? All right. So here is the spoiler. So they, they, and even when Jigsaw appears and John Kramer, Tobin Bell appears in the movie, you really don't. You're wondering how is he still alive? So apparently there was some mix up with some test results initially when he was diagnosed with cancer. So that's the first thing you hear, but it doesn't necessarily tell you why he's still alive. If you had cancer 15 years ago, you should be dead. You know what I mean? Depending on the cancer that you have. Plus, we saw him die in Saw 3. We he saw got, him get his, his throat slit. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you survive that? Right. Like, do slit his throat. Right. Yeah. And he had cancer on to boot on top. So And he died on a heart monitor. So he's dead. Yeah. So how does he come back? So they say this whole Jigsaw movie, they turn it around to show you that it was a basically a duplication of a game that was done 10 years prior to Jigsaw dying. So it was this movie was actually set in the present, but the initial game was a duplicate of a game that was played in 1990. Like 10 years before the first Saw movie ever took place. So it was John Kramer as he was establishing himself as what he was doing. He had another apprentice before his other apprentices as they were starting a game. So when they showed you people under masks, they didn't necessarily show you their faces. So you thought people were going through the current game. They were actually going through the previous game. And then at the end, you show you see the people that had been dead for 25 years who went through the first game. It's like, oh, nobody survived the first game. Okay. So you got to watch it. You got to have it make sense. But it's like a flashback to a precursor. That's how oh. you see okay. Jigsaw Okay. I'm not sure I fully understand, but you've piqued my interest. So I'm going to see this watch when it. it comes out. Do it. I'm going to see it. And okay. it's got one of the you, – you wonder how they can get more creative and elaborate with the, the deaths. They do. They do. <laughs> oh, they do. Especially the last one. Okay. Because the last one, it kind of happens and then you're kind of disappointed and then you figure out that the story twists again. Then the last death happens again and you're like, ah. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> All right, man. And they left room because they had 10 years before Saw 1 and then this is 10 years. So they got that whole room and area to go through. Okay. But I will tell you. So this focus, So this is actually a prequel to Saw 1 is what you're telling me. Yes. It ends up being a prequel to gotcha. Saw 1. Okay. It's it's set in modern time, 2017. Yes. But the whole story is based upon a story that happened 10 years prior to the first Saw movie. So okay. it is technically a prequel. Okay. Get that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say one more so thing. So are they trying to say that the, that the Saw 1 actually happened after 2017? 
or no, no. they're they're, okay. they're sequentially they're saying that this movie yeah happened in 1990. 1990. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So the the whole premise to this movie, the first original game, happened in 1990. So you've been crazy since 1990. Yes. And I will tell you one more thing before we go back, because it's been about three minutes, so if you fast-forward to this point, this is one more spoiler for about ten more seconds that doesn't end, and it doesn't even say, game over. They have a new saying. And I can't I can't pull it out there. That's something you're going to have to see for yourself. All right, you There's a see new it way. It ends the same way with the same type of music and the same type of feel, but doesn't say game over because the game might not be over. Oh, man. They might do a jigsaw, too. Oh, man. I'm going to have to check this out. You know, being a Saw, Saw was so huge. For all of us that are listening that mm-hmm. were, like, around for, like, when Saw started, like, yep. this movie, I feel like it revitalized the horror genre. Did during that time period of like the mid 2000s. And so I, I, I'm shocked because I feel like Jigsaw didn't get as much publicity right. as I expected for it being the return of the Saw series. Because I mean, Saw the final chapter probably came out, what, at least like eight years ago, right? Something, Something like, like that. that. Yeah. So I expected like a big marketing campaign, but you really didn't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like you, you saw some commercials for it and some trailers, but it wasn't like Saw is returning, you right. know. Um, but. I don't know. I mean, I think the interest did decline towards the end of the Saw franchise, so maybe that's the reason. But I think this movie's going to get bigger as it goes along. It's going to become one of those cult classics. Cult classic, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to definitely see it. I'm gonna, I've always been a Saw fan. So. Please do. Watch yeah. it. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, then I want you to throw in some Thor. Let's talk about Thor. Let's talk about Tell Thor me about this. Ragnarok. All right. So for anybody... Um, it, should I spoil? Should I do spoiler alert, or should I just say I keep it spoiler free? I mean, you know, do the first part spoiler free, right. and then we'll do another three minutes of yeah, of spoilers. Yeah, because so, I don't mind because I'm gonna see it either way. So go ahead. All right, for the listeners, listen to this. This is the general overview. So the general overview of Thor Ragnarok is this is coming off of the heels of um. Pretty much, if you saw Doctor Strange, is coming off of the heels of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. um, and everything. Thor has been uh, going around and um, he's been pretty much like keeping everything in order and trying to fight. Uh, it starts off with him. I can't even say that because that's a spoiler. Just know that Thor is returning to Asgard. All right? Okay. Thor has not been to Asgard. He's returning to Asgard. And as you probably see from the trailer, um, the goddess of death. Uh, Hela pretty much returns, mm-hmm. and uh, well, you saw that she breaks Thor's hammer, mm-hmm. and he has to fight her uh, for Asgard because she's pretty much way more powerful than him or Loki. Mm-hmm. So, the movie is a, a bit; it's pretty comical, and this is probably my biggest issue with the movie. Um, and now I'm about to start getting into some spoilers. Okay. Right. So if you if you don't want it spoiled, fast forward about three or five minutes. Three or five minutes. Because this is Thor. But if you yeah. like spoilers, you like behind the scenes, big ugly. All right. So the movie the movie has a lot of tragic parts in it, right? And this is the third movie. And, you know, pretty much the way if you've been following Marvel, they pretty much with the third movie, mm-hmm. it almost concludes. It doesn't fully conclude to the point where it's like you can't do anything else. Sure. But they give you a conclusion to a trilogy. Okay. Right. So it usually ha- brings upon some type of like tragedy or something like that. Sure. You know? All right. So one of the one of the major one of the main tragedies is you get uh, Odin. Odin's death. Mm-hmm. Right. So Odin is Odin. Odin ends up dying. And 
you don't even get time for Thor to grieve because Marvel becomes far too focused on comedy, right? Okay. Let me give you another another um, tragedy. Okay. When Hela gets to Asgard, if everybody remembers, there was Sith and the Warriors 3, which were like Thor's best friends sure. from the other two movies, right. right? So Hela gets there, and I mean, she kills the Warriors 3. Like, <laughs> tra- like, and I mean, like, it was brutal. Like, you know, the way it happens. And see ya. Right. And immediately after that, you move on to another comedy scene. And so my biggest issue, and I think that Thor was a funny movie. Um, I think that Thor was good. Mm -hmm. But my biggest issue with Thor, and I think that a lot of Marvel movies are going this way, is they're trying to cover up all serious aspects with comedy. Listen, we get that with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is an actual comedy. Right. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a comedy first. The Marvel movies like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, they didn't start out that way. It's no. like they started out with, you know, there was humor in them. Sure. Plenty of humor, but they knew how to get serious. But it's like now that we're pretty much to this point, it's like Thor 3 is essentially Guardians of the Galaxy Thor. Uh-oh. And, and I just have a problem with that because I'm like, listen, you're concluding a series. You know, you're, you're pretty much bringing a lot of tragic moments into it with people that we've been watching mm. for like the past eight years. Sure. And we're, we're supposed to have built a connection with them, but you make light of everything, which makes it hard. Yeah. You know, um, so it's like, why are you invested all this time and all this emotion? And then they're just going to they just going to basically sweep it under the rug. Right. For some haha. Right. So the, and there's, hmm. there's another part on there where a person is like, you know, hey, this might be my last time that I could potentially be me. You know, if I do this, I'm not going. I'm not trying. I'm not going to give it away. I'll leave something to surprise. Okay. Me. And and they're like, okay, but you know what? Forget it. People need my help. And then immediately, there's no there's no dramatic scene to like identify the fact that like, yo, this person might not be them anymore. And they just go right into another comedy scene. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just blowing my. So that's that's my biggest gripe with Thor Ragnarok. Um, listen. You know, I always say I can't tell anybody not to go see these Marvel movies because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, dude, if you've been watching stuff since 2008, you're going to go see it. You yeah. know what I mean? You right. got to. So, but, you know, I, I do think that Marvel is just, they, they're taking it, they got to scale it back a little bit on a comedy, get a little serious, build some drama, give us a little, you know, com- uh, com- comedic relief, but, you know, scale it back. So, tell the story. Right. I still think Thor The Dark World, the second one, was the best out of the Thor movies but you know they didn't do too bad with this one and that's very uh, uncommon where the sequel outweighs the original but I do agree with you I enjoyed Thor 2 I'm looking forward to Thor 3 I'd like to see it you know I'm still going to see it Yeah, I'm still going to watch it I'm excited about it Um, I want to throw you back and do a flashback here of Thor if you're a Thor fan this has nothing to do with Marvel this has nothing to well actually it has more to do okay so the Incredible Hulk. Originally, what character was that? From which universe? Marvel. I thought, okay. Yeah. So it does actually make sense. Because in the 1980s, 1990s, back when the Incredible Hulk and Bill Bixby was doing that live action show, <laughs> there was a episode where Thor appeared. 
Um, and it was weird because they went up into the mountains and found the hammer and th there was a, a, just a regular guy on the street that had control of a hammer so he had control of Thor and he would call upon Odin and bring Thor out who was this big muscle bound blonde 80s type <laughs> guy. I require drink, you know, he was, and he was very comical, extremely comical. Um, but it was it was a fun movie to watch, and then Hulk and Thor, you know, kind of had their little bit of a battle, but they ended up working together, and then they went off and did their own thing. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's called the, I believe it's called the Trial of the Incredible Hulk, something like this. Um, go and it's weird, but Thor, but yeah, go, go and watch, watch it. it. Yeah, and so I mean, of course, you get a lot of Hulk and Thor together that I understand movie. I yeah. thought that was they were part of the same universe so I was trying to make sense of it back in the 80s yeah. or 90s but they weren't really comic book based back then they were more bring it to TV for drama yeah and action yeah exactly yeah so Thor Ragnarok still number one movie Ragnarok. Um, like I said you, you're gonna go you're, you're gonna want to go see it because of course all of these movies are leading up to you know this last Avengers that we're about to roll into and Marvel's about to end their phase three mm-hmm um, so, you know, with all of their main characters. So, you know, Justice League is actually on the other side of the coin. Big, big, uh, yeah. like marketing for Justice League coming out. Huge marketing for Justice League. And that'll be coming out uh, as we record this podcast. It'll be coming out this Friday, yeah. uh, Thursday night. Um, so, you know, I, I haven't been, my expectations for DC has been low. I have heard some good things, early reviews. I have, I have a little bit of hope for this Justice League movie because. They brought on Joss Whedon. Who, mm -hmm. If everybody knows Joss Whedon, he used to he was hitting up the original Avengers movie and everything from Marvel. Buffy, baby. Yeah. So Sorry. so he's a so he's a he's a pretty good director. Um, yeah. they, they brought him on to replace Zack Snyder after Snyder's daughter passed away. Mm -hmm. So um, I got a little bit hope for this movie, um, but DC, you know, they haven't always been the most consistent. Mm -mm. They're uh, hit or miss, and 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 they rush their stuff. You know, I do feel like this Justice League movie is rushed, but Kind of came on the heels of Wonder Woman real fast. Yeah, well, it's because they're trying to catch up with Marvel. But my thing is, why? Take your time. Yeah. You didn't start the same way. or I mean, you didn't start at the same time. Yeah, you don't have to end at the yeah, same time. Yeah, exactly. Just take your time. Build, build some character development with your actual Justice League before throwing them all together. Mm -hmm. But it's like the only people that have had single movies out of this entire Justice League that we're about to see is Superman and Wonder Woman. Right. They threw Batman and Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. We we haven't had the Flash. We haven't had Aquaman. We haven't had Cyborg. So you know, um, and they're trying to. So that means that they're going to try and have to develop all of these characters in one movie. In one movie with all all of them with, with together. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that that tends to not work out so well. Does so. that mean they don't have enough confidence in the Flash or Aquaman to have their own movies? Well, they're getting their own movies, but they're doing it post Justice League. Oh. Aquaman comes out next year. I thought they the were Flash doing it. The Flash will get his own. Yeah. What about Cyborg? I, I don't think he's going to no? get Nah. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares too much about Cyborg. Well, I mean, you know, Cyborg, yeah, he's there, but he's part of the, you know, he's part of the group, man. Yeah. Give I, him some props. Yeah, I, I think because He's too. He's like the James Ellsworth yeah. of the Justice League. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's terrible. Any man with two hands. any man with two hands can be a cyborg. Yeah. But you know, God, I'm sorry. That's but terrible. yeah, but no cyborg. Yeah, man. I, I I tell you, I think they would rather move on to a green another Green Lantern movie before they got cyborg. Uh, oh boy, a solo film. And that might not be the yeah. best idea either because it wasn't Seth Rogen in the last one. 
Or was that the one no. before that? No. Am I thinking of something else? Yeah, I think you're thinking of something else. Uh, the last was, Green Lantern was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Seth Rogen was in something. I don't know. That's Maybe I was high when I was watching that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I didn't. I don't do that. But anyway. Ch- all right. Check it out. Go watch it. Ragnarok. Watch Thor. Um, you know, there's some holiday movies coming out. You know, we got the Star Wars Episode 3 coming out, uh, you know, in this uh, season as well. Two. I'm so, oh, sorry. That's, that's Episode 2. I apologize. Yeah. Um, well, technically, it's like Star Wars Episode 8. Right. Because yeah. they're doing 1, 2, and 3 now. Yeah, they're doing this. a trilogy, but so, yeah. I get you. Or it's 7, 8, 9. I can't. I it's can't seven, yeah, up. now we're at 7, 8, and 9. So, yeah, because they did 4, 5, 6, then they did 1, 2, 3, now it's 7, 8, 9. Correct. And they're on 8. Yes. And they got one more. Yeah, they got And one. it's all run by Disney. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hey, speaking of things to watch, uh, I know we've gone off on tangents, but... ESPN just put out the 30 for 30 on the Nature Boy. Woo! Right. Ric Flair. That's a good watch. Go check you it out. It? I did. I did not see it yet, mm. man. I really want to check it out. Please do, because it's a great it story. Good. Oh, yeah. I mean, ESPN do great jobs with their docs, so... Yeah. And what's great about that one is you don't even necessarily have to be a fan of professional wrestling to enjoy this documentary. Right. Because it is about Ric Flair's professional wrestling career, but it's also about, you know, his son, you know, tragically, you know, his life ending at 25 and Ric Flair being in a in a hell, uh, uh, a hell of an uh, ele- uh, airplane accident back in 1976, broke his back and then came back, you know, a couple of years later and wrestled for the next four years. So it's crazy. Isn't man. it? And uh, he's one of the best of all time, and he wants to be remembered as the best of all time. And and how Charlotte Flair, uh, Ashley Fleer is her name, uh, how she wouldn't have even necessarily had a career if uh, the other son hadn't died. So Wow, man. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, go watch it. 30 for 30, Nature Boy. And there was also a 30 for 30 on the XFL. Uh, yeah. Go watch that, too. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, Stranger Things, man. Hey, Stranger Things have happened twice, apparently. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's Halloween season, or it was anyway, so they brought out the second series on Netflix of Stranger Things, nine episodes now. There's not going to be a whole spoiler alert here because I have not finished it. I'm on episode yeah. eight and nine. I still have to watch. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I did finish it. Um, I have enjoyed this season even more than the first season. I love the first season. First season was good. It was good. And I have enjoyed this second season. Um, man, Stranger Things, it really picked up. I, I love this second season. I, I'm enjoying the, the game the, back together. I, yeah, I'm telling you what. And you're going to do it again. They've yeah. already signed on for at least one more. Right. But here's the thing. You know Jonathan Byers, right? Yeah. The older brother. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to film because he's he, he can't get back into the country. Huh? He, he left the country, got caught trying to bring drugs back in. I think it was like cocaine or something. And, yeah, they haven't let him back in the country. What? Yeah. And I think filming for the third season is, like, going to be starting, like, soon. <laughs> well, you know, just like wrestling, they're going to have to write him off. Right, yeah. If that's the case, and they will. But yeah. he's a good character, man. Yeah, I get in trouble. Him. Right. What the heck? All right, so, let, you know, till we talk about Stranger Things. So, the first season was basically more about... I'd say Will and the story of Will all the way through the thing, but also the story of Eleven, yes. uh, you know, and, and all of these supporting characters, which I got to say, this whole supporting cast is fantastic. Yes. Um, and it makes me want to eat egos, but this is a, that's another story. Uh, Lego, my ego. We're putting them over and they do just as good in the second season as they do in the first. Um, but 
I gotta tell you something. This is like one of those drama slash horror slash, and there's comedy in this too, but they know when to get serious. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They don't cover up any of the serious with, I mean, they, when you, when it gets serious, you know, I mean, the mood changes, the music changes, yeah. uh, the tempo of the, of the show changes, it like gets real. each one. And I love how it's set in like the early eighties. I don't know why this nostalgia part really hits me hard. I love it. And the fact that it's like scratchy and itchy and like you, you see it as this horror flick coming at you. I'm like, it's like a, 1980s horror flick that split out into seven episodes. I love that. I love it. I love it. And even the music. I was, oh, telling, God, I was yes. telling Mrs. Ugly how even the... <laughs> how, how Is she okay with that? Yeah. That's my first time premiering that name. Right? Mrs. Ugly. I tell you what. We're in the so, mansion 2.0. Yeah. I hope I'm welcome back here. Go so, ahead. So I was telling I was telling her like how even the music just go. It has that 80s type of feel to it. Yeah, it's like, it's got this techno slash metal grinding kind of this high pitched, yes. And let me tell you something, like, you know, everybody might not be like film snobs and that's okay, but if you look at the attention to detail that they put into their set design and Mm. set production to make you feel like you're in the 80s, like they don't cut corners, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you might see some period piece where it's supposed to be set in the 90s, Yet you'll see some car from like the 2000s on the street. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not going to find that in this movie. Like they make, they pretty much transport you back into the 1980s. I do. I love it. And and I got, I got to love, I got to love the band of characters. It's kind of like the Stand By Me meets, uh, you know, the horror. Because Stand By Me was like meets like Spielberg, E.T., Super 8 type stuff. There you go. And I mean, it's tight, man. And I got to tell you, and I marked out because one of the shows in the second season was called Dig Dug. And they do, you know, reference the 80s arcade games and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. I, I, um, yeah, this is a great. It's a great show. If you have not been watching Stranger Things, I highly encourage you to jump on that. Watch it. It is binge worthy. Binge, oh, absolutely binge worthy. First season, you'll get through it in a couple, you know, in, in a work day, like eight hours, you could get through it. Yeah. And then same thing with the second season. I just I lost it because I started watching it on a day where I had to break up my day. And I, maybe that was a mistake. But I was like, <laughs> man, come on now. And I got to finish it. And I'm excited to finish it. And yes, they are doing a third and they want to do a fourth and a fifth. Yeah. I, listen, I, I don't I don't mind that they have plans to do these extra seasons, but sometimes shows wear out their welcome. Right? Yeah. Too you got, much of a good thing. Yeah. You got to know when you got a limited amount of like content that's that doesn't become repetitive right walking dead that's a show that didn't realize that early on like you know they're just like oh we'll just keep going they got comic books so we'll just keep going right but when you're watching something visually and you're not you you never read comic books you're not a comic book person and you just see storylines repeating itself all the time mm-hmm. yeah you start to get fatigued of it and it's like mm, you guys ain't got no you ain't got yeah. no ideas you know and so i don't want to see that happen with stranger things okay yeah, you got to keep it fresh if you're going to do it. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, they might have to in- introduce a new character or two if they can't get the brother back. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's uh, transporting some uh, illegal substances over. Uh, that, what, that's terrible. I got to give it to Winona Ryder, though. Um, I, Talk about a comeback. Ah, the dang, yeah, dang Skippy <laughs> on this because, you know, she was hot back in the late 90s, early 2000s and, you know, doing a lot of movies and stuff. And then Wait, she just, 
When was Edward Scissorhands? Was that 80s? That was 90s. That was 90s. Early okay. 90s. But right. she fell off the map, though. She did. She really did. And she then did. she came back strong with this. And I think she's a great character actress. I think she's got she's got a lot of range. And she looks good for her age. Like, I mean, considering how long she's been around. Yeah. Like, and yeah. considering, I mean, this isn't really a look worthy part for her. I mean, she's, you know, kind of living in the middle. Not in the middle of nowhere. But, I mean, this is Hawkins is kind of this. Hawkins, like Indiana. It's like this. Yeah. This kind of small, small southern town, yeah. you know. And that's what it is. It's a, you know. Uh, made up town uh, but I like it though and they talk about like leaving that town a lot and getting out of that town but they ain't ever going to go nowhere because they can't go nowhere real yeah they can't do it because it's just got to get stranger even though they uh, did end up in Chicago uh, in a second for an episode yeah for an episode yeah. a whole episode or at least the skyline of Chicago they didn't show man I gotta watch I can't wait I want to watch I want to watch Monday Night Raw tonight but I want to watch the last two episodes of this I'm going to watch it by tomorrow yeah man. I'm telling you it's you over let me know I will. Netflix has got a lot of stuff on it. Watch it. Uh, the Ranch is a great show. Fuller House, uh, all those seasons are on there. They got uh, great comedy specials, great Netflix-only specials. Uh, Glow, uh, the gorgeous ladies are wrestling. They had one season. They're going to have another season. And, um, uh, hey, if you're watching anything Disney on Netflix, man, get it in now. Yeah. Because in 2019, God. We did talk about that yeah, before. Yeah, we talked about it. And, like, it sounds like Disney is even getting more serious because there's talks that Disney could pull – the Marvel shows from Netflix. Jeez. They could pull, so we're talking all the Defenders, Punisher, all of that. Like, they'll pull all of that from Netflix as well. I'm telling you. Man, okay. Hey, shout out to the Houston Astros for winning the World Series, by the way, in seven games. Uh, I know it's a tangent, but it was fantastic. Uh, great World Series there. Um, shout out to NFL still being in business, even though the ticket sales are down and everybody was you know, jumping off bandwagons because of this whole taking a knee political stuff. But you know what? I haven't heard much about it. Like the past two weeks. Haven't heard much about it. I feel like it's it. dying down a bit. It's just that, that there's uh, ratings are down and the ticket sales are down. Like these stadiums are not sold out because normally most of these stadiums, unless you're a team that is like Owen forever. Unless you're the Jaguars, yeah. Unless you're the... <laughs> <laughs> we got to throw them under the bus because that's what they do. Uh, or Cincinnati. They're the same way. Yep. Um, but uh, apparently ratings are down right now. They need to throw a good heel turn in there, and, you know, <laughs> something in a pro, pro, pro football. Joe Flacco needs to come out and, like, be Superman or something like that. I don't I, know. I, I mean, I would suspect this is, what, this is my prediction. This by next it. season, we won't, we won't have to worry about this. You're probably so, right. So, by you know, I'm going to say NFL season 2018 – this whole taking anything will be done because it hasn't led anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's only led to negative press and negative energy. So I feel like by 2018, it'll be it'll be done. I agree with you. Remember that word negative press. Remember those two words because we're going to come back to that in a minute. We appreciate you hanging with us while we're talking on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on these tangents. I want to throw off a few more tangents. Don't forget to watch NXT War Games, the big double ring, double cage match uh, with uh, three teams of three. And Shawn Michaels is going to be on as a special guest referee in the main event championship match. Uh, Don't forget to watch that as well as Survivor Series. We're going to break down both of them in long form next time on the podcast. Hey, we had to end you around 
roundup, make sure to check out MCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, check out our friends, hashtag Pat Anthony are there. Uh, Desert Storm is there. Um, Sean Cannon, the Punk Rock All-Star is there. The Hellcats are there and all kinds of other things. Check them out. Uh, ACW Fight, F-I-G-H-T. Check out the WWWA and SWO in Pennsylvania. Indie Wrestling Roundup. Check them all out. House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. Um, Going to throw this out there. Impact had their Bound for Glory pay-per-view there. That's their WrestleMania. Mm. They had it. Um, it's no longer GFW. GFW and Jeff Jarrett severed ties and severed ties from Impact altogether. So that, 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 was, that was quick. That was real quick. Qu- real quick relationship. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they pushed everything. They still are trying to get old TNA Impact or TNA programming on the global network, which is not necessarily GFW. So that's kind of like their WWE network. So check that out. Uh, Bound for Glory was okay. Alberto El Patron made a comeback on that show. Um, a lot of people did their own things, and uh, apparently the show was okay from what I understand. Uh, e. Lie Drake is still there, heavyweight champion, the Impact champion now. Um, oh, here's here's what I wanted to tell you. So as soon as they announced the split from Global Force Jeff Jarrett and Impact, they had this casting call out online. This casting call was for uh, Ottawa, Canada, where Bound for Glory was, uh, for a couple of days of filming. They were having people, paying people $50 a day to come out and be fans of the pro wrestling show so that their TV for the next four weeks would be filled up because they taped all their TV because they still have a, you know, issue uh, with Spike TV or whatever they're on, Pop TV, I don't even know. Yeah, Pop, yeah. Um, Yeah, so they have to fill it. They couldn't even... They, they even filled Bound for Glory with extras. So they're paying extras to be fans and of pro wrestling. That's a job I would take for $50 a day to watch pro wrestling all day. Man. It, but that's yeah, how bad it is to that, fill up their TV. I was just going to say, I mean, that's good for, you know, the extras. You know, who, who wouldn't just sit there for $50? But, I mean, man, that's bad for a wrestling promotion. Um, and, I mean, even and as a wrestler for them, it's like... I, I don't even know how I would feel, you know, knowing that, like, this is supposed to be, like, a, a big promotion, mm-hmm. you know, um, not, like, an indie promotion. It's supposed to be, like, a big promotion. Yeah. And, you know, they're paying people to be in the stands, like, oh, man. I mean, how much longer can TNA go on like that? Because here's the thing. If you're paying people to be in the stands, it means people aren't watching your content, which means that money cannot be rolling in. You're right, putting it out. You're buying them. fans. Yeah. So, and you're paying wrestlers less money, oh, probably because of it too. You have to be. But all they really got to do is they got to come in and work a couple days, and then they can go back out and do their indie shots, and then they're on TV for however long this TV contract is out. Right. So I don't know. It, it's, a, it's pretty probably a pretty good deal for them to get paid and, and go off and do their own thing and get the recognition on TV. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, right. How long can they last? However long their TV deal is, I don't know if they're going to sign another one. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that. TNA is doing this in a time where the wrestling business is on an upswing. It is. It and really is. And they still can't pull people in. And they talked about it on several other podcasts. Jericho talked about it with Austin Aries on his podcast. That's a great one. That was a good one. I listened to the Austin Aries one. Yeah. I kept thinking to myself, like, man, he, he was a dick to Mike, but this good podcast. Yes. You know, I got to say, I'm, I'm okay with him now. I think we're square because... 
you know, he was doing his thing in the WWE and he was getting paid to stand there and watch. And that was what he was doing. So it wasn't time for me to shake his hand at that point in time. But he came out on that podcast and he did tell all. And he did talk about, you know, he has no beef. You know, they just had nothing for him. And I, I did listen this whole time. I, you know, I, I was listening to the dirt sheets. I thought the guy wanted his release. I didn't know he got released. The dirt sheets. I, I mean, you know, social media. One person says it, and then it comes law. Yeah. So and essentially, that's what happened. Like, because you know, it seemed like it was a situation where like he wasn't happy. He just asked for his release. And it's like, yeah, no, they they kind of just fired him. They kind of did. They just said they had nothing for him, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing I don't understand I think Jericho mentioned it how do you have a guy like Vince McMahon say man you're a natural right at commentating you get done and you're like okay I don't have anything creatively for you you ain't got no commentating position you got Corey Graves working Smackdown and Raw yeah you ain't got no position he's Iron Man in it yes I mean you come need. on right I'm it, telling you it didn't make sense man I, I feel like listen I, I believe they might not have had anything for him but I'm telling you they, he will be with the company. It's got to be something more to the story. He must have. And look, they kind of went into it a little bit. He seemed like he was kind of a difficult guy to work with. Yeah. I think that I think that plays a role into it, man. I, I'm not convinced that Austin Aries, a guy with that caliber of talent, mm-hmm. even if, listen, what, 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 what do they have creatively for all these other guys in the cruiserweight division? Nothing. Except, except for two people. <laughs> thank you. Right? Two yeah. people that matter. So you're telling me he couldn't have been in that he couldn't work another program with another a cruiserweight. Or he couldn't have just been in there as one of the guys enhancing other talent. You know, not jobber, but you know, just right, in yeah, there. Right. He couldn't have he couldn't have just gotten out of the cruiserweight division and gone and started working matches with I mean, you got guys like Kurt Hawkins. What do they have creatively for Kurt Hawkins? Nothing. Nothing. What do they got creatively for Heath Slater and Rhino right now? Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. And, and Rhino's still, a twenty year veteran. Right. And they're still with the company. So what so what that tells me is you know, that is their typical, you know, WWE release statement, you know, but I feel like there's something more there. There could be. Um, I feel like, you know, he might have, you know, rubbed but some people the wrong way. He he made, you know, the time he had in the WWE made him more valuable elsewhere. So when he goes out to the Indian promotions now or there's uh, second or third tier, you know, either TNA or Lucha, by the way, season four coming out soon. Um, he could be worth more than he was before he got there. Right. Because so, now he's been on, on the national stage and not just Ring of Honor, which is a big stage, but not big enough. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um, but. Man, can I ask you this question, You, you man? can. And I know we're about to wrap up. We're all right. Tangents. All right. So, tangents. And I meant to ask this the last time. We were talking about Kurt Angle in the match. Do you feel like. Hey, this is the feeling I've been having. Right. Let me tell you something, bro. I knew you were going to break out the Vince Russo. <laughs> so, this is the feeling I'm going to have. That these older stars, right? Yeah. Kurt Angles, your Mick Foley's. I feel like I don't get from them. the like It's like they've lost their character. I feel like when I watch Kurt Angle, I am watching Kurt Angle trying to play Kurt Angle. When Mick Foley was the GM on Raw, I felt like I was watching Mick Foley trying to play Mick Foley. Some of these guys, I feel like because they've been out of these characters for so long, you know what I'm saying? Like they they, they weren't they're not in the trenches anymore Mm -hmm. because even when even though Angle has was still wrestling for TNA, he wasn't the Kurt Angle from WWE. Right. You know, and I feel like some of these guys like you see him come back. And they're just not. 
Okay. They, I, and I just want to ask your opinion because I, I just was feeling this way when I when I see Kurt Angle and he's like you know cutting his promos and stuff. It, it's, it's like you, it's like he just he just doesn't identify with the Kurt Angle that he used to be. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel you. I think the time when they gave, especially like in the Attitude Era, when all of these legends made their mark, I think the handcuffs were a lot looser so that they could develop their characters more on their own. Right now, Kurt Angle, when he comes out and talks, he's got a script, he's got a time, he's got points to hit, and he's got time marks to hit, and he's got producers and cameramen flagging him down on the outside telling him what to do. He's got an earpiece and he's you know got Vince in his ear because he's got to basically sell whatever you're going to watch on that show. So I think you're right. Because of more of the handcuffs, because of what they got to do, you're seeing Kurt Angle playing, trying to play Kurt Angle. Uh, when you see some of these people break out, like The Miz, for example. The Miz, it's Mike Mizanin playing The Miz, but then it's The Miz breaking out not playing the Miz, but being the Miz. Right. And when he comes out with this reality stuff against Dolph Ziggler and this reality stuff against other people, like he's playing like John that. Cena. Oh yeah. my god! Like when John Cena can do that. Yeah. John Cena is playing John Cena, but John Cena is John Cena. Like Ric Flair is not Richard Flair. He is Ric Flair. And anytime you see Ric Flair, he's Ric Flair. He right. ain't playing Ric Flair. Yeah. So that's the thing. Some of these guys have the handcuffs on. But when, when and if those handcuffs come off, that's when you're going to see it. Like for a split second during TLC, when Kurt Angle came back out the second time, yeah. I saw shades of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle yeah. Like you saw the face, the intensity, yeah. and he got in and started whipping some ass. Yeah. He started doing it. You feel me? I feel it. But that's the thing. It's bits and pieces. That's what we're going to have to look for. Okay. That makes sense. I understand what you're saying. I agree with you, but the WWE is so overstructured in some places that when you see things happen like under siege, which you can't script all that out. You got to be like, okay, here's a time mark. You got you got producers and cameramen leading you the way of the maze that you're going to go through through the arena, through the back, and out through the front. But just just do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just take the time. It's like, all right, get out of this room, go to the next room. Get out of this room, go. That, when they let the cuffs up a little bit, that's when we're going to see it. And we're going to see it from the new guys and the veterans at the same time. I like it. So maybe it's Survivor Series. Hey, by the way, I want to throw out one more thing because I know we've been talking a while on a tangent. And we thank you again, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Listen to all your podcasts. Listen to the Austins, the Jerichos, the Russos, the Bischoffs, the Jim Rosses, everything. Just do it. Um, I knew it. Oh, man. Coke Zero Vanilla. Look, here's what I got to say. Okay. I want to throw one more thing. And this is about... I lost it again. But you know what? That's okay, because I'll bring it back. Because we're going to come back with the Survivor Series. <laughs> I don't know what it was, man. I'm sorry. I heard you say Coke Zero Vanilla, but it sounds like you were going somewhere else. I really it. was, because okay. I got distracted because we were talking about something else, which was good. I, everything on my notes, we hit. you know. So I got the notes. That's fine. The voice of Maryland, the voice, that's what we do. What do you have to close out this podcast where Chris Burns was an unexpected guest? And we talked about a lot of different things. What do you have for us? Man, I'm, I'm glad Chris is alive. Good. Me too. Yeah. Um, right? 
I thank you for coming out to the mansion 2.0. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm going to find my way out. I actually drew myself a map. <laughs> I, I appreciate all of the uh, listeners and subscribers on SoundCloud. Keep listening. iTunes. iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher TuneIn Tune Radio. Do it. Find us on uh, Facebook. Yeah, email, man. All that. All of it. Um, what else? Bring it. I'm ready. I'm ready to see the Survivor Series, man. See how it plays out. Um, but we're about to roll into my favorite uh, uh, pay per view soon. So I'm waiting for January. The Boom! Royal Hit that Rumble. Royal Rumble, baby. Road yeah. to WrestleMania. I'm excited. I'm going <laughs> Can out. Can you too. believe that we're about to be at the Road to WrestleMania again, dude? Already? Like we're almost at our two year mark, right? I'm telling yeah, you, this is at episode 30 39, man. We're on 39. 39, man. A good thing we we we're we going stopped, end on 40. Uh, we're going to end this year on 40. 40 yeah. Man, and I just turned 40. <laughs> now nah, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm not that old, but believe me. Hey, it's been a great Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. Go out, support your podcast, support your independent wrestling. Uh, get out there and do it. Whatever I was going to say three minutes ago, I have no clue what it was. Um, but we're going to get back out. And we're going to enjoy this Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Be safe. Be thankful. Go watch your network for the old Survivor Series on Thanksgiving night and Thanksgiving Eve. They used to be all the time. Loved it. And uh, Big Ugly, it's been fun. Man, it's been a pleasure. So I guess we should... Uh, Wrap this up as we always do. As we do. All right, we're going to say three, two, one, deuces. Point oh.